Hello friends, Laura Johnson here from Tickle Life and this is Mindful Sex Ed Back to Basics. This is the podcast where we break up myths and build up facts about sex. And as always, I am joined by my incredible co-host, the Tickle Life in-house sex educator, Lulu Batista. How are you today, Lulu? I am wonderful. Happy March, everybody. Yeah, happy March. This month is going by so fast. So fast. Like lightning. Exactly. Like a quickie. Like a quickie. <laughs> completely like that <laughs> it's over <laughs> it's got here hmm. <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so to <laughs> oh man oh man i got the giggles no better analogy than that coming back coming back lulu you're too funny <laughs> all right so tonight we are going to talk about how you can build sexual trust Mm -hmm. So trust and feeling safe, as we've talked about before, create a solid foundation for an amazing sexual experience. But what if you struggle with trusting others? Maybe you're reconciling with a partner that violated your trust, or a date is sending out some red flags, or maybe you're struggling to trust yourself after a string of bad relationships. So we are going to talk about how to navigate these situations, and we hope that you can relate to what we have to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And just a reminder, we are not doctors, therapists, or lawyers, and we are not giving out health, mental health, or legal advice. If you are having any health, mental health, or legal issues, please contact professional care or guidance. And please also read any of the articles that we include in the show notes for more information because we're just providing an overview. Yes. All right. So scenario one, your partner has cheated on you in the past, and cheating here can include kissing, outer course, intercourse, sexual conversations with other people, uh, trading nudes or something, um, etc. Um, but you are working through it and you want to repair the relationship. How can you build that trust with this person? Mm. Ooh, that's heavy to start with, right? Um, you have to first, and, and again, these are our opinions, you know, um, everybody's gonna navigate how they feel fit but i would definitely say have you actually forgiven the person to take mm -hmm. someone back is not the same as you forgiving them yeah if you say oh okay you, you can come back for whatever the reason is but have you forgiven what's being done have you have you accepted that it happened and are ready seriously to move on because mm -hmm no matter what it is if you're not ready to move on from that you're always gonna be stuck in that limbo every time y'all get into a quarrel you're gonna bring that up mm -hmm. if you have to constantly bring it up you haven't let it go yet mm -hmm. and if you're not ready to let it go you're gonna stay you know in a sexual untrustworthy place with with your partner some people can you know they can come back from that they can you know go to therapy they can you know talk amongst it with, with their spouse or their partner, and they can find their ground where they need to be. They could have made peace with it. And when both people have made peace with it, then you can start on the rebuilding those foundations of a sexual um, um, trust. But if you haven't really, you know, soundly said, yeah, you know, you did this thing, it hurt me in this way, but I'm ready to move on, you're gonna be stuck. You're gonna be, you're gonna be really in limbo. And that's just the honest truth. <laughs> yeah, I think that is such a great point. And I, 
to 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 kind of piggyback off of that i would also say what are your motivations for taking this person back mm-hmm. so i think that's like a, a good follow-up to you know cultivating acceptance really checking in with yourself like is this are you okay with what happened or can you accept yeah. what happened so for your motivations you know for getting someone back are you trying to get revenge or prove mm-hmm. something to the person that they cheated on you with yeah um are you doing this for some kind of validation it all of that needs to be i would say needs to be considered before you're able to come back together with this person because like you were saying if you can't forgive them for what happened and you can't accept what happened and move forward from it it's constantly going to be in your mind you're going to want to go through their phone or you're going to (laughs) constantly want to see you know what they're doing if they come home five minutes late where were you like yeah and that's just that's a lot of stress on yourself and it's a lot of stress on that person as well like yes they did something wrong but if you've agreed to move forward from it you really have to commit to that I would also say that probably going to couples therapy Mm -hmm. would be Mm -hmm. a good option um having someone external to help you work through these issues together um get to the root of why that person cheated you know because it's it's more than just they had an accident and fell into someone or onto (laughs) someone uh genital (laughs) scenario right so um, it was a slip and fall yeah <laughs> oopsie magoopsie <laughs> oh no um you know there are a, a whole host of different reasons for why that type of thing can happen yeah um and so you know having someone to navigate these difficult conversations with you i think could be really helpful true i agree with that absolutely <laughs> yeah so scenario two you meet someone great and on your third but on your third date you feel like they're love bombing you how do you differentiate between love bombing and the start of a real connection or real love and for those who don't know what love bombing is according to the oxford english dictionary it's the action or practice of lavishing someone with attention or affection especially in order to influence or manipulate them Mm. so Yeah, so I'm just going to read some examples and then we can kind of talk through it. The examples come from an article by Regan Olson, and she quotes Dr. Fox, who is a counselor and doctor of behavioral health. Love bombing, like phrases that you might encounter would be, I just want to be with you all the time. They Mm -hmm. demand your attention, ignoring your time and schedule. They might isolate you from family and friends. And may become angry or guilty when you make plans with other people. Mm. I check in with you because I'm worried. So if they if they need constant reassurance and text and call all the time just to quote unquote check in, on the surface this might actually seem romantic, but they really just want to know where you are and what you're doing, and it's a very controlling behavior. Mm. Um, this one is particularly relevant to a sexual context. When I'm with you, I just can't help myself. So if you're telling them to slow down and they're not respecting your boundaries, this is a real issue. They're not caring about your limits. Right, right. 
Um, relatedly, our love makes me do crazy things. So they get set off easily or become defensive mm. or abusive if criticized or challenged. You know, in a sexual context, if they're doing things that you don't like, they're pushing your boundaries, they're not making you feel comfortable, or even, you know, before and after, or they're using sex as some kind of manipulative tool, this is not a great sign. This is a pretty bad sign. Um, so um, I would encourage you to, we'll put the link in our show notes because there's a, a bunch more. I just pulled out the ones that I thought were the most relevant. But yeah, so what would you do if someone, if you're on, you know, you're in a relationship and you start seeing, or early stages of a relationship and you start seeing this behavior? I mean, you know, take note of that, you know, mm-hmm. look at those red flags, be aware, be present, you know, in that space. You know, sometimes we just want to be wanted Mm -hmm. and so we ignore those warning signs and um we say oh well you know it'll give a time that they'll change up they'll change up you know for the better and you know people fear being alone so they'll just you know take this thing that's happening knowing that it doesn't feel good to them knowing that they're not feeling their best in the scenario and um for you know, just to not be lonely, they may mm-hmm. say, hmm, it's awful. Uh, you know, in the sexual nature of that, you know, you may do things with your partner that you don't feel comfortable with, mm-hmm. that you have not consented to, honestly, um, that you have said, you know what, I'm not really into that. And your partner said, oh, no, we're going to do it anyway. But because you just want to see them happy, you just want to see them um not blow up or not get disappointed or all that you'll just go with it and i think that's wrong 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 wrong. you're you're you know putting yourself in a very very hard position very emotionally scarring position Mm -hmm. and uh, i wouldn't wish that on anybody yeah absolutely i to to go with what you're saying if you feel like you have to use sex as a way to calm someone down because that if you're giving them what they want, they're not going to get angry or be abusive, um, that is actually still a form of abuse. And so be cautious about that. With love bombing specifically, I think it can be so subtle that you don't you don't realize that it's happening. Right. Go and you know, reflecting on what you're saying, like, if you're someone who maybe you haven't been in a relationship in a long time, or, you know, you maybe have limited experience, because I know we have some young listeners out there, if someone is promising you the world immediately, you know, within the first week, they're trying to whisk you away on a vacation, or they're giving you like these extremely expensive gifts, and they don't, and you don't know them that well, it's it might pay attention to that yeah yeah pay attention to it because it might feel good in the moment but then as the relationship progresses they might do something like tit for tat where it's like well i gave you this this beautiful necklace and you're not gonna mm-hmm. do this thing that i'm asking for you know so they they might move to manipulate you down the road it's it's not to say that like sometimes the fantasy does come true and you meet your prince charming and like it all works out for the better however if true crime podcasts have taught me oh boy (laughs) 
that typically is not the case. Yeah, like pay attention if someone is going so far above and beyond that it doesn't quite make sense for where you're at in the relationship. If all of these things are happening within the first few weeks um, or even the first few months, it's and it, you feel like it's moving faster than you anticipated and they're not mm-hmm. down and every time you feel like you need you want to talk to them about it they're shutting you down with you know more lavish gifts or over complimenting as a way to deflect from these hard conversations that's a serious thing to consider um and if you're you know worried about being alone or you know, you're struggling with self-esteem, things like that, go go to a professional, talk it out with someone. Um, because it maybe maybe you need some outside perspective to help you see that like this behavior is not okay. Um, because when you're caught up in it, when you have those rose-colored glasses on, mm-hmm. they can literally do anything and you're okay with it. I mean I've listened to so much horrible music from boys that I've liked because I thought the world of them and it was bad music, Lulu. Okay. Like I'm, I'm of course being like a bit facetious here, but so bad, so much bad music Uh, because you, you want them to like you, you, you want them to feel good about themselves. And so you're willing to put up with a lot of, bullshit bad stuff (laughs) in order to (laughs) in order to build that connection so in a more serious context (laughs) bad music aside you know you might start seeing these red flags but you're pushing them away because there are good things that you want to latch on to and if you're afraid of being alone or you don't have a lot of experience or you know, you're just in a position where you don't get a lot of that kind of attention, you're more willing to accept the crumbs or accept bad behavior or make these excuses because you right. want to be with this person so badly. I agree. <laughs> that's that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. So to differentiate love bombing from real love, um, this is also from that same article. Um, Dr. Fox says, true love is about mutual love and respect. Love bombing is sudden and catches you off guard. Instead of, for example, instead of six months planning a vacation together, you're being whisked away the week you meet. In a healthy relationship, you're allowed to have open discussions, slowly get to know one another, and ask for more time or to slow things down, and you can confide in your partner without fear. I think that's also a big one you feel comfortable talking to your partner when you don't feel okay about something That's and it's true. not going to turn into this big fight. You're not going to strike a nerve where they're super sensitive about it and they kind of behave immaturely or irrationally um, because then it makes you feel like you're doing something wrong when all you're asking for is your boundaries to be respected. True. True. Very true. <laughs> and everybody wants that respect everybody wants that you know feel heard absolutely all right so the last scenario you constantly find yourself dating the same kind of person who has traits that you don't like 
Maybe they're self-centered or controlling or manipulative, like we've been talking about. Maybe they're vain or just like generally toxic. So you meet someone new and things are going well, but you're not sure how to move forward because you're afraid they're going to be just like your past partners. How can you build trust in yourself to pick the right person for a sexual experience or for a long-term relationship? <sighs> you know, and you see this a lot. You you know, you talk to your friends, you hear it. They, you know, they confide in you. They talk to you about these things. And it's like, okay, somebody that you wouldn't even take a second look at shows interest in you. And people say they're like, oh, well, that's not my type. That's not my type. Well, why not? Uh, they don't look like the other people I used to date. Well, take a chance on that. Like, you know, but at the same time, be aware of your triggers and, and those things that you, again, were blind to before and say, listen, I was in these relationships. People did X, Y, and Z you know, let me know now where you stand on these things, you know, or, or start to see in the person those traits, you know, be um, upfront with what you will and will not accept. Sometimes people take a long time to say, oh, we're just going to see what happened. Sometimes you got to speak up and say, listen, I'm not going to accept this. I'm just letting you know that. Don't put on no front because I'm going to see through it at some point, you know, um, if this is what it is, let me know now so I know how we can move forward or not move forward um, for that matter. It's, it, 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 you know, I'm not going to lie to you. This is, this, you know, these topics are very difficult because it's like there's no, never no real easy answer. Mm-hmm. And there's never no direct, you know, just this is what it has to be because all these scenarios you know, are so different and so complex and so meaty um, that you just don't want to cornhold and say, this is the way. It has to be the way that you feel. If you feel anything in your person, speak on that. Say something. Don't wait. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about your, your emotions. We're talking about you sexually. We're talking about you, you know, um, all these things. Don't wait. If you, your body, your spirit, they let you know. Listen, red alert. Something's let's let's pay attention here. Something's happening. Mm-hmm. We're not feeling safe and secure. Listen to that. Don't be like no no no. Shh, shh, shh. Listen to yourself. You're never gonna do yourself wrong. It's when mm-hmm. you don't listen that you harming yourself. A hundred and ten percent, absolutely. And I have like a little bit of experience with this because like. I think for a long time I was trying to replace a I, like I've never been in a real relationship but there have been ambiguous moments in my life and I've tried to fill this void left by someone from when I was like a teenager mm-hmm. and so part of myself is like frozen in that moment because when you're when you're an adolescent and you experience an intense level of connection or what you feel is an intense level of connection like it it becomes your entire world so of when course. you know that connection goes away or abruptly stops um like it did in my case it you kind of can get trapped in that in that space and so you look for people who and because like when you're a kid you know everything just feels so intense every mm-hmm. relationship is so intense every friendship is so intense 
it's like it's part of your formative years you carry that with you later on um so when for so for me when i'm a, like i i notice that the men that i'm attracted to have similar qualities to this person from my past and then when like we wind up talking or we wind up having uh like moving forward in our friendship or whatever it's like it's some of the good traits but a lot of the bad traits and you when you go through that experience you start to recognize these patterns Mm -hmm. and you have to start doing self-reflective work you know looking like what it, it took me a while to figure out that this is my pattern and this is what i'm trying to do i'm trying to connect with uh, my teenage self as an adult I'm like no I'm I'm different <laughs> than I was at 14 or 15 you know but uh, it took me a while to get to that point I had to do some introspection I had to figure out why am I attracted to these types of people right. uh, why am I constantly attracted to men who just talk about themselves when they have nothing interesting to say uh why do i feel like i have to hide my intelligence or hide my creativity or hide anything about myself in order to get this person to like me um and it stems from like i'm so afraid to be interesting i'm so or no i'm so afraid not to be interesting i'm so afraid not to be approved by this person who in Mm -hmm. hindsight doesn't fucking matter so you know what you're supposed to say Fuck them. Fuck them. Right. I mean that if there's a motto for 2023, fuck them. When you start doing this introspection, you start doing that self-reflection, you start figuring out where these ideas about what relationships should look like for you, like where they're coming from in your life. Mm-hmm. Then you can figure out how to break the cycle. Like in when I'm talking about this in therapy, um, my therapist has said like, you know, yes, you you've had these experiences, but you you're never going to do this again. You're not going to seek out someone who fills this role again because you know that doesn't work for you. True. And recognizing that you have a pattern is the first step in finding a solution and creating a new, healthier pattern for yourself. You're right about that one. <laughs> and that's you know, we all have to sometimes do that hard self-reflection to you know get to the better other side absolutely and the other thing i would say is don't judge yourself too harshly you're a human being we all make mistakes you sometimes have to make the mistake a lot in order to realize this is what you're attracting into your into your sphere it's not because you're wrong or bad or stupid or whatever you just have to see something clearly and then you go oh okay this is the type of person that's in my life i need to move forward and i need to and like you were saying lulu before you know be open to someone who is not your type because if your type has not been working out for you maybe it's time to change something else yeah 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 Yeah. that mold you've created in your mind many years ago you know everyone's done it Mm -hmm. you gotta shatter that because um that thing that lives in your head, you just need to use that for your self-pleasure time <laughs> and not, not really bring it out into reality because the person may not be there. You just don't want to disappoint yourself. 
yeah i mean these experiences especially if you're you know modeling it on something that you were attracted to when you were a kid when your priorities were entirely different your self-worth was entirely different than where it is now um it, you don't want to date the person you were attracted to when you were 16 right yeah. like i know oh, i don't god again <laughs> the bad music the scene hair so much eyeliner um and look i mean i'm all for for everyone you know wearing the amount of makeup that they want to wear but um just so much <laughs> uh, don't 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 trigger yourself because that's yeah uh, she's like Yikes. Oh okay so you know <laughs> don't do it don't do it <laughs> and and just like okay you also know that maybe when you see that type of person, you're going to look twice. You're going to be like, oh, it's going to pique your interest. And that's okay. You're in let your interest you be look peaked. and not engage. Exactly. Yeah. Look and not engage. Because again, you know, you're not that person anymore. You're not the person you were in your previous relationship. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, if you're trying to replicate something that was like in your 20s or in your 30s or whatever, whatever you thought was the best thing that happened to you and then ended very poorly or whatever it was, you're different from that experience. Absolutely. And not broken from that experience. And if you do feel broken, go to therapy, go to someone, go talk to someone about that. Um, because it's, it's again, like getting to the root of why you were feeling these feelings and, and what external forces are informing those feelings um, or events in your life that, helped inform those feelings once you know where the origins or close to the origins of that stuff it comes from you're able to move forward from it i agree <laughs> <laughs> greatly said okay so we do have one listener question today and it is not totally relevant to what we're talking about but i think it is uh i think it is pretty interesting and lulu i think you're uh perfect to help answer this mm -hmm. how can you reconcile sexualizing your breasts while you are still breastfeeding so this is might be for like the new moms who are you know have yeah. a new body and trying well, to figure out who they are again you know whew. being a breastfed mom being a, a, a mom who breastfed um both of her children um, and still having a spouse who, you know, was a breast person and like they wanted their time with breast too. You got to find that middle ground because number one, as the person not lactating all day long, <laughs> as the person not having to have someone just feed off of your breasts all day, understand, you know, um, the tenderness, you know, mm -hmm. of it. Understand, um, that they may not feel their 100% self because again, the body has changed. Um, hormones are now feeling different. Um, they may even feel embarrassed, you know, because they're leaking. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I will give my example. My husband used to just put a bowl underneath and then put milk in his cereal. So, you know, it's <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's good milk. This is natural. I'm like, all right, whatever, you know, but, um, you can see how someone, you know, could be, you know, uncomfortable and those things. Ask your person, do they need anything? Can I get you a hot rag? Do a massage for them. It can become sensual and things, but let the intent be there. That I'm trying to make sure that you, that you understand that I understand that you are doing a service 
for the person that we bring life to. And so I need to cherish that which you are doing. Yes, I still find you very attractive. Yes, I still want to nestle myself in your breast as well. We have this child now, but I also understand that you need that time and I will be here when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Don't rush that person. It can get, you know, it can get so overwhelming, so um, unfair because now you feeling like, oh, well, am I doing my part as a spouse because they want and I can't give it to them? You as the other person need to be understanding in that, especially if you don't have that journey, if you don't know what that is. To have a tender nipple that is cracking, that is leaking, that is aching from even a, a wind blow past it. Look, I don't want to be sex with you right now, but I appreciate you still appreciating what I have. So again, mm-hmm. say, hey, can I give you a nice warm cloth massage on here could i help you you know if you need to pump can i be of some service you know for you those things that bring back that sexual you know um ignition Mm -hmm. uh, for breast play and all those kind of things and you know as the person with the breast if you feel like you're in that state say that to your partner hey you know i know i haven't been feeling but today I feel a little breast thing you know I'm uh, I'm I'm able I'm capable of having some sexual attention given to the breast get some little tingling um lube and maybe you know let your partner know that you are open for the invitation (laughs) (laughs) it's not easy on both ends but you have to come to some kind of communication because otherwise it can be very straining Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, I think that's that's great. And I mean, you know, you're it's not that I have any experience with with uh childbearing, but your body's changing, your relationship to your body's changing and I don't know, I guess just you don't have to force yourself into feeling a certain kind of way before you're ready. Sure. So if if you, you know, don't want to see yourself as a sexual being, you know, while you're breastfeeding or you don't want that area sexualized okay that's fine and you don't have to push yourself forward and then maybe after your breastfeeding maybe you'll have different feelings about your body and you'll want to go back to that stimulation um you know so just allow yourself to go on the journey and feel the feelings and um just take care of yourself don't feel pushed to um try to go beyond what your boundaries are in the moment very true all right (laughs) all right everyone so that's all for this episode of mindful sex ed thank you so much for joining us if you have a question that you'd like us to answer please email us at podcast at tickle.life or you can reach out to us on social media we are mindful sex ed pod on twitter and mindful sex ed podcast on instagram if you like what you hear please rate review and subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening reviews on apple Podcasts and spotify are particularly helpful in getting us out there sharing is caring and it's free so please send this episode or any of our episodes to a friend and lastly check out all the podcasts on the tickle.life network and visit tickle.life for all of your mindful sex ed needs goodbye everyone and we will see you next week bye